Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, ladies. So good to be back with you again today. I love spending time with you, and especially because I think we have a lot in common. Um, I think that women entrepreneurs are very right-brained. And the reason I say that is because we're really good at, at like vision and you know, knowing where we want to go and what we want to do. We're just like really right-brained from that standpoint. But what happens sometimes is the left brain is all about like the execution part of it. And sometimes I think overwhelm sets in and we find ourselves struggling and getting stuck, right? So today I've got the best person to talk about this subject. Her name is Terry Carr, and she knows that there are actually different types of being stuck. Can you even imagine this? Terry, and here's why, because Terry runs a coaching practice that's called the Unstuck Duck, which I love. Terry's from Victoria, British Columbia, which is probably what God had in mind when he you know, put heaven together for us. She's an executive coach. She empowers women. She's a strategist. She's just an amazing woman. And so I'm so happy to have Terry here today. Hello, Terry. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to be here today. Outstanding. What else? I I know I kind of went into a little bit about you, but what else do you think is important for people to know about you um, that I haven't already brought into the conversation? Well, I always say my name is Terry Kerr. I am an executive coach and empowerment strategist with the Unstuck Duck Coaching. And I come from Victoria. You said that already. Um, I am a hockey mom. I'm a cancer survivor. I have a lot of different hats that I wear, but one thing that I am super passionate about is helping smart, competent women who know what to do, but don't know what to do, you know, that get stuck, Mm -hmm. that feel like they struggle with self-sabotage, with procrastination, with that nasty chatter that happens in our heads that holds us stuck in the muck. And I just, for the record, do use a lot of duck references. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we know, we'll expect it. (laughs) But that's really good. I think I'm really intrigued to hear what you have to say about being stuck and the different types of stuck. So tell us, Terry, tell us everything. Hmm. Well, um, let's just start quickly where the unstuck duck came from. Um, my kids, when they were little, their favorite book was called One Duck Stuck. It was about a duck that got stuck in the muck. And no matter what she did, she couldn't get unstuck. And it's a counting book. So like two moose clomp to the duck, no luck, still stuck. And then ultimately spluck, she gets unstuck. And so this, this visualization, visual I had in my head, um, 
is about, you know, imagine a duck that has one foot or webbed foot stuck in the muck. And the other one is spinning, like paddling and paddling and paddling and going around in circles. Yes. And then no matter what, she can't get out of this this cycle. And as an entrepreneur, I learned that I'm often that duck. Like sometimes I'll overthink things, something, sometimes I'll dig myself in. Um, and there's also a difference, I believe, between the muck and the weeds. So the muck for me is stuff like, like that really negative, you know, unworthiness, you know, like mm-hmm. what that shame piece, um, the, oh my gosh, you know, like one part of your brain is like, I'll just, you know, finish this level on my game. <laughs> and the other one is like, oh my God, Terry, you're supposed to be this, you know, amazing entrepreneur person and and the battle that happens and that, you know, kicking yourself in the teeth. <laughs> so um, I'm very, I guess, what's the word when you're really um, in tune? I'm in tune with that. Aligned? Yeah, aligned. Well, okay. No, 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 that's in tune. Like very, you feel uh, it. Aware. <laughs> ah, there we go. Aware. Yes. I have, um, I'm intimately aware with self-sabotage. And so I realized as I started working with more and more women entrepreneurs that it's really quite common. It's very common. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much why I do what I do. It's become a passion of mine. It's become, um, you know, I want to be able to normalize it for people, Mm. Because as you normalize it, people are like, oh, I can get out of here that's because other people can do it. And so can I, because oh, I can and I'm able and I can do hard things. That's such a good point, Terry. I know that for a long time, um, when I was an entrepreneur who was just sitting in my own little space, trying to do my own little thing, and I didn't have a network um, of people to reach out to and to talk with, I just really felt like I was the only one who suffered from certain issues. And especially the ones that you're talking about here where your mind is um, like wavering back back and forth between you're brilliant and you're such a loser. <laughs> and I thought I was the only one. And now I know it's like you said, it's really not that unusual. And to normalize it might be the first step mm. to that. Well, it's like Brene Brown when she talks about her FFTs which um, if you want to Google that one, you can. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, normalize it. I can't even remember what the second thing is, but it's about, you know, put it into perspective. Yeah. And for me, that was super helpful. And one of the things that I know is I, as a person who procrastinates, Mm -hmm. which I am one of you know, seven point however many billion people in the world that also procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that, you know, I will go to different things like, and everyone, some people, some coaches or or productivity people will be like time block and, you know, do this, this, this. And what I've learned is there's actually different types of procrastinators. There's, I have um, a quadrant assessment that I do. And what I've learned is that, um, everybody's got a different style of procrastination. Some of us do all the things, you know, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but what everyone's going to have a different strategy that works 
to help them not to procrastinate. And procrastination is only one part of the self-sabotage, but it's kind of a small, easy, fun way to go, oh, I see myself in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So um, first of all, I think that um, to start, this is just a little kind of a fun little way of putting people into boxes. And sometimes that's people like to be able to see themselves in that. Mm. So I like to think of four different types of procrastinators. There's the perfectionist. So someone who likes control that has a fear of getting it wrong, that kind of lacks that, um, the, well, the, the, they're like a controller, you know, they like to have control over their stuff. And then when they procrastinate, they will be like, what the hell? Why, why can't I just do it? Right. Right. Um, there's the overcommitter. So the people that, that will answer to, you know, all the people, uh, I, yes, I, what can, how can I help you? How can I help you? I want to make everybody happy. There's that overcommitter. And then suddenly it's overwhelmed because there's too many, too many things to do. Uh, and then we just shut down. Right. Mm -hmm. So that fear of, it's almost like struggling with structure, that kind of person that would struggle with structure, Mm -hmm. um, really loves to help others, but struggles with structure. Um, then there's the overanalyzer. So the one that's like, I can't make a decision. I'm in the weeds. I've got all the details. I'm going to continue to crunch the numbers before I actually make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then there's the squirrel chaser and I'm a squirrel chaser. So it's like, I like spontaneity. It has to be fun. I have all the ideas. Like I used to work um, in a position where I, I was a fundraiser. So I would have ideas, all the ideas, and I would have events I'd want to do and things I'd want to plan. And I would take my idea to somebody that would be like an overanalyzer mm-hmm. and they'd be like, mm, let me just look at the numbers and see if I can figure it all out. And then three weeks later, they'd come to me with like, okay, I think we can do it. And I'd be like, what's that idea? I don't even remember that idea. So that's a squirrel chaser. So I'm a squirrel chaser. So when I think of these four different types of people, there's mm-hmm. different strategies that are going to work. There's different strategies that are going to work. Time blocking does not help a squirrel chaser. <laughs> I, I think I fall into that category as well, Terry. <laughs> and I would concur. It's like it is out of my mind after you know 24 hours, that brilliant idea is gone if it mm-hmm. hasn't been executed on or someone is going to execute it on, it's gone. So I get that. Yeah. And I think, you know, for somebody that is that perfectionist, time blocking, perfect. Take control, put your calendar up on the wall, make sure it's all color coded, have it like, you know, exact taking control of their time is super important. Mm -hmm. Um, For an over um, committer, it's Mm -hmm. maybe doing some boundary work. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. learning to say no, learning to work on, you know, that I get to put me into the equation um, and my needs into the equation because they're givers, right? And they're the people that are like, I'm going to help all the people or even just making, um, you know, when you do this or get this done, you can, it's it's almost like um, making money, right? Like when you make a certain amount of money, instead of these people, these over committers will mm-hmm. tend to make um be have a fear of of that money piece because they don't want to have it. They want to just give it away, mm. right? So they'll give it away. Same with their time. So when they're procrastinating, 
they're, they're the ones that'll have that inner dialogue of, you know, I'm not good enough. Why Mm -hmm. am I even, you know, that stuff. And then, so they would be really good with some boundary work with some having a, an accountability partner, you know, somebody that they can make happy by them doing something, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) putting a person in there. Right. Um, over analyzer would be somebody that would need a deadline. Let's put a deadline on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my time in. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to make a decision by X amount of day. And then I have only so much time that I can overanalyze things because there's a deadline there and it's important that they would meet the deadline. Mm-hmm. And then a squirrel chaser. Let's make it fun. Let's gamify it. You know, you and I have talked about this. <laughs> I, um, I, I want a diet bet once. <laughs> If I put some money on the table, I will not, I will do it. Like Mm -hmm. if there's something that I need, you know, but it has to be fun. Do not think, do not think about blocking my time into squares. That's not going to (laughs) work for me. This is so good. This is so good because I, I just think sometimes of over or of procrastination or, you know, being stuck and being stuck is really only one form of procrastination, right? Well, yeah, procrastination or, is only one form of being stuck. Exactly. That's kind yeah. of what I meant, but I said it backwards. But mm-hmm. interesting enough though, that procrastination uh, comes up probably more often than not across the board for all of these people. Mm-hmm. Where there's other there's other ways of being stuck that may fit each one of these buckets a little bit more closely. Procrastination is like the umbrella Mm-hmm. Over being stuck sometimes. Yeah. And let me ask you this question. I love now that each person can kind of take a look at where they might fall into and what they can do when they notice it. Okay. So, on the cognitive awareness standpoint, they see procrastination, they can kind of figure out which bucket they fit into, they know what to do. But what about the stuff that's under the surface? Like, like a perfectionist has a little bit of a fear of being seen uh, as not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like, this is risky if I were to move forward. So how do you take care of the under the surface um, drivers mm-hmm. behind each, behind even just a perfectionist bucket? I know we probably don't have time to go through all of them, but just as an example. Well, and I think ultimately asking yourself, what is really going on here? Hmm. Procrastination is a symptom, right? It's a symptom of something. It's a symptom of, say, you know, the fear of being seen as perfect, for example, Mm -hmm. or the fear of letting somebody down in the case of, you know, or the fear of not getting it right, or the fear of making a mistake, or Mm -hmm. the fear of, you know, whatever you know, as far as it almost like the squirrel chaser is, is totally a different little box, <laughs> but fear of being you know, bored. Yeah. The fear of being the fear of yes, yes, totally. When I was um, switching to being an entrepreneur, I remember very clearly having a conversation with my coach and I was like, yeah, but you know, I'll be all by myself and, and how I won't have the interaction of the people that I, that I love right. and, and work with. And there's, you know, I kind of, I kind of like the drama that happens in a co in a space where you're working with a bunch of people. Like it's, it's fun. It's exciting. There's, it there's is. always something going on. And he's like, Terry, 
do you really think that being an entrepreneur, there's no drama? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's there. It's, it's just, just different, it's different drama. Different. It's mine. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember um, when I was in corporate, uh, we'd have team meetings and half the team would be like, oh, not another meeting. Oh, I hate them. And I'm like, I love them. I love sitting around and talking to people. And, you know, because I am that squirrel chaser who is getting all kinds of ideas and energy from mm-hmm. meetings. And without that, as an entrepreneur, it is hard for me to mm-hmm. um, just be by myself and 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 that does lead to procrastination for me because I don't have the motivation. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Terry, have you ever done this? It's like, I'm also a just-in-time kind of person. Like if I know it'll take an hour to do something and I have it in my calendar today, but it doesn't really need to be done until tomorrow, why the heck would I do it today? Like, who is that? What what box does that fit into? Is that a squirrel chaser? It's yep. not an overanalyzer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's like, definitely a squirrel chaser. Yeah, there's just way too many other fun things to do. Why would I want to worry about that? Yeah. Right um, now. I'm totally with, and that is because there's a bit of, there's a part of us that feeds off of that drama, for lack of a word, intensity, that yes. kind of like rush of adrenaline that we can move into a different, you know, we can do this. Like there's something kind of exciting about having 50 balls in the air and wondering which one you're going to catch. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is the absolute truth. I feed off of that drama and I keep finding myself doing it. And it does put pressure on me because Mm -hmm. of, you know, the fact that I need to keep moving something forward, but I just can't stop myself sometimes. It's like the adrenaline rush of it. But you know what else? That's the thing. For everything, there's for every behavior we have, there's a gain and a cost. Mm, yeah, so for example, this one, you get to feel that I get yeah. to feel alive. I get to feel that adre- rush of adrenaline. I get to feel like I'm like, and then when you actually meet the deadline, it's like, yes, <laughs> you have this, like, big moment. Right. Um, when you don't, you know, but the cost, hang on. So that's the gain that you get, but the cost of it is your stress levels, the cortisol goes up. <laughs> you know, like you may lash out at your family because they're suddenly getting in the way when they've been there the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, mm. so there's always a gain and a cost and for every behavior, like procrastinating, for example, if I play games on my phone, right. Yes. The gain would be, I get to numb out. I don't have mm. to face what it is that mm-hmm. I'm dealing with. I know I don't have to face or I, I, it, I get to hide from whatever it is that I move forward. Like I don't have to actually do the thing. Right. Yes. Because I'm numbing out, but at the cost, the thing doesn't get done. Right. Cost. Right. Right. And there's so many other costs. I mean, the thing about procrastination, like I said, it's a strategy, but it gets us something. It feeds something in us, whether it's that, um, you know, like you're, adrenaline for trying to get mm-hmm, stuff done, mm-hmm. whether it's the, you know, you get to be thorough, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're an analyzer, right? Yes. Like you can, you can be super thorough and then maybe somebody be like, wow, you did a great job on that. Mm-hmm. You get yes. that kind of pat on the back because you've, you've hit every possible detail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's, there's, there's a game for all of that. 
but the question, the, so the, the takeaway from that is that whenever we find ourselves in a situation, instead of having that listening to that voice in our head, that's like, oh my gosh, you suck. Like you're such a lazy bomb. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like, why would anybody hire you when you can't even Mm -hmm. do this? Like that negative shaming ducks that quack in your head. Um, you know, why would somebody do that? That whole conversation doesn't even have to exist because you can stop and say, what's really going on here? What am I afraid of? What am I hiding from? What is it? You know, am I, is this cost worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Or the game, is it worth it? Because sometimes it is like I wrote my master's thesis in a week, like, (laughs) You know, and it wasn't awesome, but I got it done. (laughs) Right. Um, It was actually probably better than it could have been. (laughs) But, it, you know, that's the thing is that just being able to stop and ask yourself, what is it that um, what is it that that I'm getting out of this? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I hiding from? Yeah. Those are great questions, Terry. So if I could if I could kind of summarize it in my own little language, it's like, stop beating yourself up for something that happens because of a natural part of who you are. Just become aware of it, like figure out, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I recognize myself in this. I recognize what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then decide if the payoff is worth the um, downside of it or the mm-hmm. the part you that know, makes you stress. Sorry, if you choose to go golfing instead of putting in a proposal... Yeah, maybe that's just exactly what you need for your mm-hmm. body and your mind and your you know everything else. Like going for a walk. Um, I recently did a um, like a poll on my Facebook group. What? How do you procrastinate? Yeah, and some people are like, "Oh, my house gets cleaned, like cleaned," and you know, I find dirt in places I didn't even know existed, <laughs> and uh, it's like, okay, so the. So the cost of that is you're not getting your thing done that you wanted to get done. But the gain is you have a very clean house and maybe that's worth it. Right. And if, if it turns out that, you know, it's all about really knowing exactly what you want. I think the main reason women in general, I don't, this probably goes for men as well. (laughs) Main reason that people self-sabotage when it Mm -hmm. comes to entrepreneurship is because they don't have the clarity of what it is that they really want to go for. Mm-hmm. That's my very unscientific thought, mm-hmm. not data-driven at all. It's a gut feeling that I have because oh. if I am 100% clear on what it is that I want, there's not much that can shake me off of that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the way that I've I've talked about it sometimes with my clients is you have to know your why. I mean, your big why, like what is the purpose? Like how does it feed into the purpose of why you're here and what you're doing? And I think what we're talking about here is that the procrastination feeds a short-term gratification in you in some way at the expense of the long-term. But once again, we're the ones setting the standards. So if you want that to happen, what the heck? As long as you know that it might take you just a little bit longer to get where Mm -hmm. you want to go if you keep giving into your natural natural habits around 
yeah. decision-making. I don't know. Well, I think, you know, I, when I think about the big why, yeah, there's always the big why, but sometimes it's just having a small why mm-hmm. for every little situation. So for example, each relationship that I have, I have mm-hmm. a sit per, like a situation in my line of work, it's situational purpose. So mm-hmm. I have a situational purpose for my relationship with each son and they're both different. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mm-hmm. can then use that as a litmus test of, am I creating when I'm well, an example. So my older son, um, he, they're both, both my boys are hockey players mm-hmm. and he had a career ending concussion wasn't able to play anymore, wasn't, and also had then because of it, it was a concussion brain injury, the oh. stuff that went with that as well. So mm-hmm. when he came home, I knew that I was going to have an angry, disappointed young man. Mm-hmm. And he's, he and I are, we're oil and water sometimes, not going to lie. He's exactly like me. Um, and he, um, Sure enough. So I chose before he came home of who I wanted to be as his mom, mm-hmm. because I could go in and be like, okay, so let's get you a job. We're going to get you this. We're going to get you therapy. We're going to get you help. Gonna da, 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 da. I'm going to micromanage the hell out of you. And, um, but what I really wanted, I really wanted to be a soft place for him to land. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it worse. Mm-hmm. So when he came home and sure enough, he was angry and frustrated and all the things Um, and he would poke and poke and poke and poke. And I, he would do stuff that I would be like, like every (laughs) control tendency in me was like, Oh, this is just, (laughs) and, um, I would ask myself, am I creating the experience that I want right now? What is it that I ultimately want in this relationship? I want to be a soft place for him to land. I want to be a supportive mom that he can come to with his problems, not that he's going to come to and I'm going to try and fix him. Mm -hmm. And that line that am I creating the experience that I want right now has been, it's become a litmus test question for me um, in every situation. So that's an example of having a purpose for my relationship with my son. But I also have same kind of thing with my husband. Do I want to be a nagging, you know, wife or do I want to have a relationship of support? And, you know, sometimes it takes me biting my tongue and being like, wait, Terry, like, what is it that I ultimately want for this relationship? And am I creating that experience? And if not, what do I need to change to do that? Oh, that's really cool. That's some bonus stuff there, lady. But Mm -hmm. it does also relate to procrastination, to that situation. It's like, what's important for me right now? What do I want to happen right now? Because I, you know what it comes down to? You just got choices, Terry. If you stop beating yourself up and just make conscious choices about what you want, eventually you're going to get where you want to go. Stop being a cork in the ocean. (laughs) Bob. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Terry, you're a wise woman. I love you. Tell me um, really quickly, tell me what you got going on. How can people find you if they want to hear more of your unstuckedness and your beautiful Canadian lilt? (laughs) (laughs) So you can find me, my website is unstuckduck.ca because I'm Canadian. Okay. We'll actually send you there as well, but it's ultimately unstuckduck.ca. I'm also on all social media at unstuckduck. So on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. 
Beautiful. Um, and Twitter, but I'm never on Twitter. Um, so those are the best ways to reach me. I also have a Facebook group for any entrepreneurs that are looking for a, a powerful and purposeful community. Mm-hmm. Really purposeful is probably a better word than powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's called the empowered entrepreneur from the muck to the magic. <laughs> and um, it's all, it's, you know, if you facebook.com slash groups slash unstuck duck. Perfect. And I'll tell you what, I have seen your posts and they're always thought provocative. Like I always go, oh, there she goes again. That's a good one. I got to, she's making me think. So mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you, Terry. Well, it's about intentionality. Let's yeah. create the experience that we want as entrepreneurs. We're in charge. 100% lady. That's where you yeah. and I are definitely in alignment. All right. So listen, check out Terry in all the unstuck places, the unstuck duck all over. And thank you for being here, Terry. It was fun. Ladies, until we meet again, you go out there and you go get them, get unstuck, stop procrastinating. Come back, listen to this again and again and figure out what you can do to create what you're looking for. So have a great day and we'll talk to you again really soon. Bye. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.